This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the southeast to the northwest, this is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone or on smart speaker. This is our Auto Expo, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with uh, <coughs> Coffee McCoffington <laughs> and uh, Air Filtering Air Filterington. I'm clapping. Andy, yeah. Andy needs me to air filter his throat right now. Apparently, yeah, I do. I, that's inappropriate. I do need. <laughs> I do need one of them double filters in my throat neck. You don't even smoke. I don't at all. But today, yeah. <laughs> today I sounded like I do. I sound like Large Marge from did Huey you, Herman. <laughs> did you choke on something? I did. I choked on my Starbucks. Did it you? was the toffee nut that I choked oh. on. Yeah, you don't usually choke on a toffee nut. No, I'm usually an expert. But yeah. today the toffee got me. You're an expert at gullet filling. This, <laughs> I want to bring the word gullet back so much. You do. Yeah, it's a great word. Our auto expert bringing gullet back to America. <laughs> um, I got a lot of good news today. Nick, it's it's overwhelming the amount of good news. I was privy to some. Yeah. And it's you know it's sunny out, so it's an extra good day. Well, it might not be sunny everywhere in the world where people listen to us. It's a it's a sunny attitude type of day. Um, what happened this week? Do you want the cliff notes? Yeah, give me give me the give me the give me the short chunk. Um, our news stories are appearing um, on American television stations websites everywhere. Are you me, lying? No, you wrote the headline. You know that. Yeah, you I wrote, did. You wrote the headline. Uh, you could. I'll give you an example. You could go right now to uh, just pick one random. KTLA dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to news and you do the drop down menu and you go to automotive news, um, you could see uh, you could see me on the the websites as well as TV. I mean, they're on the websites too. Like, uh, why do Americans like big SUVs? Or you could see Mike Goodell's stories there too. Uh, Great American road trips or my C sixty three AMG story. They're all there. Just go and watch them. When Man. I when I miss you, I put on the podcast and your TV shows. You do? Mm-hmm. Well, you like that. It's like you're in the room with me. That's the first bit of big news. Uh, you're right, Large Marge. <laughs> Still figuring that one out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what was that from? From Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. That's yeah, right. You're, you're old. The truck Marge. driver, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then um, that was the first bit of good news. Our TV show. Uh-huh. Uh, got sold. Can't tell you any details because I'm, I'm. This contract's been signed, but I haven't seen it yet. I don't. <laughs> I, I have people. I have people for that. The day in the life of Nick Miles. I just signed a contract. I, I didn't sign it. Agent signed it. <laughs> oh, even actually, better. the agent's agent signed it. Oh, so okay. I don't even know. Even better. So, uh, TV series got signed. Um, okay, Jay Z. Look yeah. at you. Wee, 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 wee. Yeah. Um, I'm old, and uh, so that got done. Um, what else happened today? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, n- we have nine, I think nine new radio stations joining us in April. Oh, hi guys. Yeah. 
So there's nine new radio stations coming on board in April. Oh, wait, they're not going to hear that. But hi, if you're hearing this, I know about you before you know about us. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, new radio stations who don't know yet. Yeah. Um, That's happening in April. And um, I think 50 by the end of the year, they said. You know, I'm not, math isn't my strong point, (laughs) but there's 50 states. So that means statistically we're at least one spot and everywhere yeah it doesn't work like that but okay thanks you followed me though right <laughs> i know what you're trying to say but it doesn't necessarily Sometimes i don't have the end to the. so i could give you an example <laughs> new york city 12 million people state of oregon 3.3 million people it's not quite even around the world <laughs> or around the u.s oh okay. it's not even people aren't evenly scattered in the united states they're not no i thought there is a regulation <laughs> They're working lot, on that. There's a lot of regulations, <laughs> but that's not regulated. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can't regulate where you live. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that, that'll never happen. America, baby. We have the right to live where we want, ish. That's why I chose your place. <laughs> oh, you did. I, I'm sorry, This is I'm, I'm officially a squatter. He could have been in New Hampshire, but he thought yeah. Miles Manor. Right. Yeah. I have mail there now, so you do. Uh, yeah. No, You're I've, never I've, getting yeah, rid of I, him. I have squatting <laughs> rights. By the way. I fished your mail out the mailbox the other day. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of packets of magic cards arriving. I there it was a super <laughs> sale. <laughs> there was a super sale. Sometimes the cards are only like ten cents, and then sometimes they're like a hundred dollars. I bought a lot of the ten cent ones. Okay, I have your word for that. And what was that box with like ghosts on that came this morning? Oh, that was a fun Amazon box, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I my, so my single mom car got moldy. Oh, and that's I bought, what it was. I bought, um, I bought mold, demolder. Yeah. And now Tell I, us about it. You said you did two hours research. I did at least two hours of research while I was at work. I was sitting there and I listened to testimonials. I listened to, to pros and cons. And then I listened to them again. And I what I feel like confidently is the number one demolder product in the automotive industry that's going to be useful for the problem that I have in my car. You don't know what it's called, do you? Nope. No, <laughs> it's a green bottle. It's yeah. oh, mold armor, mold, mold armor, armor in a green bottle. Yeah. yeah, it even it's even fun. It better work too because it was like thirty bucks for. That, that sounds like a Magic the Gathering card. Mold armor. God, it kind of there is something that's close to that. <laughs> Were you researching yeah. Magic products and yet? Yeah. yeah, I got sure the idea. It's a, sure, it's a, so. You have a 2017 Hyundai Accent. Accent. Yep, and it's. It was parked in the driveway, mm-hmm. and you hadn't opened the trunk for three months. Oh yeah, about just um, under yeah. Which is probably for a lot of people who have sedans and don't have a family, and you know you drive it to and from work, mm-hmm. and you open the trunk and you went. Well, you you explain. It's your story. Go. I got blasted in the face with fungus. It was there wasn't anything like there wasn't any soda any back there. There wasn't any food. There was because all that I have in my trunk is a pair of clothes, a pair of shoes, and then like uh, like an uh, an upgraded emergency medical kit. Since I'm in the field, I made a better one. And you know why this happens? Do you want me to tell you why it happens? No. It happens because the sealer, the rubber sealer around your trunk is not sealing Uh and so your car sits in the rain Uh and that rain goes through the gaps between the body panels Uh and the rubber sealer that sits on your trunk isn't sealing and it leaks in 
So anybody that has a trunk and doesn't go in there regularly, if you put your hand in your trunk and you feel it around and it's slightly damp, you need to check the sealer is sealing your trunk. And this mm. is if your car doesn't go in a garage in an environment which is wet. And if it is damp in your trunk, you can do several things. You can buy silica to put in the trunk, uh, silica packets to absorb the moisture. Mm. You can put spray in there that, that prevents the mold from occurring. You should definitely buy a new sealer to go there from somewhere like O'Reilly Auto Parts. Um, you can go there and they'll sell you a new sealer to go around the edge of your trunk if your sealer is broken or it's, it's damaged mm -hmm. or it's uh, imperfect. Um, you can also, if you have uh, areas in your trunk which are leaking, you can get seal to stop the leaking areas. In older cars where there's damage to the trunk, perhaps you've uh, taken a ding and the body doesn't actually have its original shape. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes the trunk lid doesn't fit properly. Um, sometimes in vehicles which have been imperfectly manufactured, the trunk lid doesn't fit perfectly. Mm. And then you can actually buy a sealer to seal that trunk. And, of course, you can always take it to a body shop or a dealer. They'll help you find what's wrong. The water can also come through a lock, um, that is not sealed properly, and you can seal around that lock. Mold is toxic in a lot of circumstances. You don't want to get anywhere near that stuff. It's nasty. And if you do have mold and you find one of those high-end armor products to actually kill the mold, you want to make sure that you wear goggles, that you wear gloves, that you have a full face mask that prevents the mold from coming through it when you clean it. If you don't get a professional, which I actually recommend that you do get a professional, but if you do it yourself, make sure that you get mold-resistant gloves and goggles and a face mask because it's nasty. And if you get it in your lungs or you get yeah. it in your eyes or your mouth or your nose, it can plague you and make you really sick for a lifetime. So oh, just yeah. be careful. Absolutely. Yeah, when I, when I opened the trunk, it was like immediate. I started to cough. I it's, felt a burn in my throat. Yeah. yeah. Nasty. It, fungus is one of the nastiest things ever. That sucks. Yes, absolutely it does. Um, so we, I want TikTok videos. I want Instagram videos. <laughs> I will document this. Yes, I want you to document it. Um, we should probably find a mold specialist. Let's do that. Yeah, we could turn this into my, 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 my stupidity into a lesson. Let's find a mold specialist that can get rid of the mold for you. Um, someone that knows what they're doing and is mold problem. I got a mold problem. Don't I? Don't I? <laughs> All right. What else is on the show today? Mike Cadell's joining us. He's going to uh, talk about his long range electric test. He has been testing the Kia EV6 and the Hyundai Ionic, which I have to tell you, pretty smart vehicles. I'm considering the EV6 uh, GT as my next uh, electric car. Yeah, I, that, I could see that. It's yeah, amazing. It's uh, It comes out in November. The EV6 regular is here. The GT comes out in November. Uh, he's going to join us, and he's got a top five. Jay Hansen joining us from BMW to talk about the 50 years of M that's being celebrated. Uh, we also are going to uh, talk a little bit about the new uh, Timberline Expedition from Ford. Uh, Michael Farah is joining us to talk about the Hummer EV, and Anton Woolman's on the show today. Do want to make sure that you know about uh, checking your engine light, uh, Oh, is it on? 
Don't uh, ignore it. Uh, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and let their professional parts people uh, scan your vehicle and make sure that they can retrieve the codes, discuss those possible solutions, and help you find a professional technician if needed. They can even help you find a service center online. Just visit O'ReillyAuto.com and click on the Find a Repair Shop when you see an engine light come on. Get the answer you need from the professional parts people at O'ReillyAutoParts.com. They also might help you if you're moldy. And I'm talking to all the trunks out there, not you, Andy. <laughs> Are you trunks? Are yeah. you random feral trunks? Feral trunks, if you're moldy, O'Reilly Auto Parts might help you out. All right, the show goes on, despite how moldy it is. OurAutoExpert.com, that's where you'll find all the answers. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert podcast, 24-7 on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. In April, nine more radio stations joining the lineup of Our Auto Expert. Uh, we're happy to tell you, uh, Automatic Andy, beside himself, as well as Air Filter Anthony. He is uh, sucking in the air and spitting out the clean air faster than you could possibly imagine. Uh, joining us on the phone is Mike Cadell. He is the other half of our auto expert and he joins Andy in clapping. It's it's just Mike deserves his own claps. That's yeah, how I feel why should, he, why should he be immune? Yeah, he, he's, he's special. He's the, other, he's the other half. He's Motor Mike. He gets, he gets special claps. Hey Mike, um, claps, baby. I got. I tried to call you today with this news, but um, can I can I break some news to you? Break it. Uh, we sold our TV show. Woohoo! Yeah. That is fantastic. I know. Uh, I'll tell so you all about it. Are going to be on TV? Yeah, I'll tell you all about it off the NBC? off the air. NBC, no, Fox, I, like where mainstream? We'll get the we'll get the uh, contract on Monday, but I can't tell you where. But um, even we, better, local we, access. It's signed. It's a signed deal. So local Fantastic. access. Yeah. <laughs> Between two ferns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even better. Zach Galifianakis bought it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I was really excited, uh, but I know you were That's busy. That's great news. Yeah. Um, um, I'm doing drywall. That's what I, my phone was upstairs because there's drywall dust all over my basement. It is. Oh, that's what car people do. Car people on weekends they do they do drywall in your garage. In my garage, yeah. And it turns out I don't know if you saw my text last night, but we had a blizzard come through here in March uh, last night. Tell in them, Tennessee. tell them the story. Tell them the story. It's kind of funny. What, what, about Were the you, blizzard? No, you got off the plane and what happened? You got a text. I got From off me. the plane. I and texted I, you. Oh, you did. You just, you texted, you texted me. That is correct. So I was half asleep. Right, so I, uh, I was looking through the news and uh, I saw this story about a camel that attacked two people in Tennessee. Um, and I thought, well, it was funny. It made me laugh because Mike lives in Tennessee. And I said, I texted it to Mike and I said, uh, I couldn't live in Tennessee. It's too dangerous. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he texted me back and goes, 
I just got off the plane into a blizzard here and you text me this and it's like random that I get off the plane into a blizzard. Do you, did you know I just got off the plane into a blizzard? And I go, no, this is the story <laughs> I just read. And so it was just like we were, he thought I was like, knew he just got off the plane into a blizzard. So it's kind of funny. You had to be there. Though. You're on the same page, but different book. We're always on the same page, even though we, we are thousands of miles apart all the time. We kind of have this in sync thing. Um, in sync. That yeah. sounds like a good name for a band. If we were ever to start one, we could call ourselves in sync. Ba-boom. <laughs> All right, let's talk cars because we love to do that. Um, you've been doing range tests on two vehicles, which you could argue are the same, but not. Um, yeah, man. I So I'm a changed person. Um, in my mind, before I had the Kia EV6 and the Hyundai Ioniq 5, in my mind, guys, I, I just was thinking, like, the products are not quite there yet. But the reality is these cars are amazing. And so me being, you know, a big truck guy, um, not that I am or am not against fossil fuels. I just, that's what we've always had. So, you know what, I'm down with it. It, it works. Cars get pretty good MPG these days. So I don't look at the, you know, the geopolitical side of it. I just look at does it work, like from a pragmatic standpoint. And that Kia EV6, I mean, it was amazing. I was so shocked to get from Nashville to Atlanta and have to only charge once. And it took me only 15, 16 minutes to be truthful, 16 minutes to go from 50% to 96%. And that was on an Electrify America charging station. I was super impressed. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was way better than, than the experience. The car was fast. It was fun. It looked cool. People stopped and talked to me about it. And I had the same resolve on the way back with the Hyundai Ioniq 5. And how far is that distance from Nashville to Atlanta in miles? Yeah, so you're about you're just under 300 miles. Um, if you were to really go door to door, just right about that 300 mile range. It's a four hour, four and a half hour drive, depending on traffic uh, through Chattanooga. But it it the cars perform incredibly well. The takeaway on this, and I think I'm, I I've almost become kind of a outspoken one on this, is that I've just come to this conclusion that although the automakers have the cars right, they have the messaging wrong. The messaging is all around green. It's all around environment. And the message should be around the fact that these cars are fun to drive. Like, okay, it's not a V8 Mustang, but, man, are they fun to drive. Like, they handle, they have sport mode, they have eco mode. And for me, it was fun to put it in eco mode. The first time I'd ever put a car in eco mode and tried to hypermile it <laughs> because I had to think about range. It was awesome. But I will tell you guys the struggle that we're going to have, and this is going to be really hard for companies like General Motors because they're, they've made announcements about going all electric, is that the infrastructure is not there. You can't charge these vehicles at home unless you have a high-powered charging system even three to four hours of charging time doesn't work for the average consumer that comes home goes and picks up their kid run to the grocery store like you're starting to do all this stuff and if there's an emergency you have to have that car powered up and ready to go so it's going to be it, it's going to be a challenge week, yeah it's going to be a challenge and you said something really great a week ago nick you said and we're putting it right here on our auto expert right now the company that figures out how to put a charging station at starbucks wins the game yeah 
They right. win. They I, win. I want to talk more about charging uh, in a second because a lot of people don't realize that the the DC charging stations that are in the public, like the Tesla charging stations and Electrify America, are very, very different to the charging stations that you have at home on AC. And the rates of charging at home are nothing like the rates of charging at the public stations. And those rates of charging, not the distance that vehicles go, but the charging rates are what's going to change this game 150 million percent versus the distance that a vehicle goes. We'll talk about that uh, when we come back after the break. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about the future of those electric cars coming. And Mike and I are going to tell you a little bit about something that we're going to do um, in April. At the end of April, uh, we get the opportunity to see where the new Ford Lightning is going to be made. So we'll tell you something about that. That's all coming up on Our Auto Expert. We're going to take a quick break for the national news, but we'll be right back. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. This is Our Auto Expert. Find us on YouTube. You can start a conversation with us. Ask us a car question. Uh, this, of course, is uh, Our Auto Expert radio show. Uh, our auto expert is here 24 um, seven. Let's uh, let, let's continue talking about this, uh, Mike. So the uh, uh, the you had the the whole um, EV6. The when you charge it, how long does it take for the the EV6 to uh, charge on a fast charger, a DC fast charger? So here's what I did is. The vehicle I took receipt of had 95% charge in the battery. So you were at capacity. You, I was at, you know, 95% capacity. I drove from here to Manchester, Tennessee, which is about an hour and a half drive. It was the only spot between here and Atlanta that could give me a speed of charging in which it would feel like I was going to a gas station, right? You go to a gas station, you go to a pilot or a flying J, you walk in. You get water, use the restroom, get some food, fill your gas up and you're on your way. So to get to Manchester, I was at 50% on the dot. And so pulled out my credit card, plugged in, and immediately started charging. It texted me on my phone incrementally, letting me know the machine. So the charging unit was amazing, and it showed just how fast it was going. In 16 minutes, I went from 50 to 96%. And it cost me about five dollars and forty-two cents. That's not bad for the price compared to gas, but doing it at home doesn't work the same way. It doesn't do it at home, and I'll share this with you as well about the charging station. And this is this is where we're going to struggle from an infrastructure standpoint. I wasn't charging at a gas station, so I couldn't go to the restroom. I couldn't get water, and I couldn't get food. I was in a strip shopping center. Um, I wouldn't say it was the best part of town. And um, I charged my vehicle, got in, and, you know, had no option for those other things. So that's going to be part of the infrastructure build. So then I had the Hyundai Ionic 5, and I charged it on two different charging outlets. One was a, a charge point outlet at the Curiosity Lab at Peachtree Corners. It was a little that's slower right. uh, than, it, than the traditional DC charger. Right. And then at home, you're on AC. You're, uh, you're plugging into a, a 110 outlet. And, it, I, like, I, I can only be honest, right? So... I was at 38% and I charged it for 24 hours and I got to about 
So it does not, it is not functional out of the wall into a 110 socket at home. You have to get something like EVgo. Uh, it'll cost you about $1,500, uh, depending on where you're at in the country, to have that put in your garage. Right. And that will help you get better speeds for charging. But it, it is not the Electrify America. And to be honest, we're not really going to get systems like Electrify America running DC current into your home. It's just we're, we're a ways away from that. So the goal is going to be seeing if the, the oil industry, gas stations, are up for putting these uh, these charging stations uh, on their properties. And if they're not, then you're going to see solidified electrify American type charging stations right off the highway where they're going to build in the infrastructure around the charging unit. And we're going to have these guys called Juice 2 on the show soon. And uh, they're about $800 for a home charger, Juice 2. It fits into the same 40, uh, 40 watt outlet that your dryer fits into. And that is the fastest home charger that I've found that is a plug-and-play, um, and it does give you a true 40-watt. Most of the what they call the 40-watt chargers actually give you about 28 watts at the most. Uh, most of them give you about 20 watts, and that's a safety thing. Coming this year with a Ford Lightning, which is the first ever vehicle to be able to do this, they're doing a hardwired 50-watt charger, um, because the law changed this year, or it changes, I think, in, in this month or next month, to allow a hardwired charger in the home that gives you 50 watt, which is the upgraded home charger version, needs a special plug on the vehicle, and the Lightning will be the first vehicle to have that. Um, and then, of course, both the EV6 and the Ionic 5 have that 800 volt system that some people, I think Porsche has it too, poo-poo that system and say it doesn't allow any faster charging, but both uh, Hyundai, Kia, and Porsche say it does allow more juice into the vehicle, um, and that then allows the vehicle to charge faster. Um, and what is it? To, did you say 18 minutes to go from 10 to 80%, something like that? Six. Minutes and, and just to build on what you said, Nick, I feel like I debunked the myth or c conversation that electric cars are not legit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will. I will own either one of those. Yeah. I just I, hats I, off to Hyundai and Kia. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I talked to James Bell from Kia yesterday, and uh, I put my place in line. The reservations haven't happened, so I am not officially in line. But I put myself in line for the Kia EV6 GT, which will come in December this year. Uh, With sale. extended battery. So that GT yeah. has the extended battery up to 300 miles. Yeah, the, so the GT is the high-performance version that isn't on yeah. sale. Isn't on sale. It's 577. Yeah. It's the one we saw at the Chicago Auto Show that we did our video Correct. on, which you can see at ourautoexpert.com. Yeah. That doesn't go on sale until December this year. Um, the regular EV6 GT line and the G and the regular EV6 is already on sale. The GT itself, with 577 horsepower, does not go on sale until December this year. And and I have, of course, the Ford Mark E GT Performance Edition, which would be equal to that. Um, mine isn't as many horsepower as theirs, but uh, that would be my next one. So that's what I would buy. They're amazing cars. I loved the Hyundai Ionic 5. You and I talked about it. That would be my choice. Yeah. I think it has such a cool 
like modern sophistication, like the old movie Tron with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the original one. I think it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Beautiful car. just has a very futuristic look to it. Uh, that infrastructure, that's going to be the critical part, man. Switching a little bit of your messaging to they're fast, fun, and cool. Um, it, it's funny uh, that you chose the Ionic 5 and I chose the EV6. Why? Why is it interesting? Well, it's interesting that uh, <laughs> you know. Um, it's interesting. You want to be hip and cool. You want to be young, hip and cool, and no, I'd prefer I to be just maybe I, a little bit older and sophisticated, I, classy, I, elegant. I don't know. I don't. To be honest with you, <laughs> I don't know if there's. They're not both hip and cool. I think they are. Um, they are. I th you know. I think they are. By the way, it also depends which Tron you're talking about. The new or the old Tron? That's right. Correct. Yeah, you, it would be the old. It'd be the old one. The, uh, the, well, the new Tron was, you know, the, the old one, the 1982 version of Tron. Uh, that was the, you know, the uh, oh, that was the Bonnie McBr uh, McBird version, the Jeff Bridges version. That, uh, oh that yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, that was those those guys. Like uh, that was the super old version. Uh, of course, um, best it won all those Oscars. I think best costume design and all that sort of stuff. But the Neutron is uh, is very different. And then there's the T well, the new TV show that was completely different. So uh, yeah, that was a super old. Now I feel like ancient history. Now we feel old. Now we really feel old. Our interns like what's Tron? <laughs> <laughs> Let me spell it for you. What's a CD? <laughs> Uh, next week we're uh, going to talk. Uh, next week when I'm on, we're going to talk motorcycles. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, they have they have, they have a new dealership here in downtown Nashville. Yeah. Um, they took receipt of it last week. They're going to have a St. Patty's Day party this Thursday. BMW Motorcycles of Nashville. Yeah. I'm going to go out with those guys with the R18 that I'm testing. So we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about that. Probably a little bit of RV guys, and then I've got a Mercedes GLE. GLE 450 I'm driving this week. We're going to um, talk about that too. You should call us from the dealership. But uh, also wanted to mention before we run out of time for your segment this week, we also um, – Ford Lightning Factory is going to um, start working. It is working now doing pre-pro runs. But uh, towards the end of April, beginning of May, it will start pumping out the official Lightnings. Um, and they'll start making the lightnings that are going to the first customers, I think, probably the 1st of May, somewhere around there. And uh, we've been invited to go to the factory uh, to watch the first ones come off the line. And I'm pretty excited about that. So um, are, you looking, fun. are you looking forward to that? It's going to be fun. I, you know, I'm loving the truck game. I'm a truck guy. I got an F-150 Raptor. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to see. I, I'm, I You know what? I, I'm not going to. I'm going to be on it. You know, the Silverado EV, boy, that thing is just a beautiful machine. you got the F-150. We know where it stands. They're both great trucks. What's so, going to happen in the future, man? Yeah. Super and, cool and, stuff. Andy, what are we driving today? Oh, that's interesting because we drove in the 2022 Ford Raptor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what we did drive yeah. in today. <laughs> awesome. It has an exhaust mode in it, Mike. Uh, you press the button, it has four different exhaust levels, and when you press the most aggressive one, it says, not for use on public roads. It flashes up on the dash. Blah, 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 blah. Guess what look, we, guess look, what we did. Look, when you've got to put an exhaust <laughs> mode on a 3.5-liter twin-turbo V6, that's wrong. Just let it be. <laughs> that's my only two cents for them. Let it freaking be. If it's going to be a V8, 
Give it exhaust mode. No. Not on a V6. They, you don't need it. They, they increased the exhaust. They put a loop in it. So this thing has a loop in the exhaust under the vehicle, and it sounds bad. Before I read the end of the sentence, Nick had... In, in all of pettiness, had went ahead and switched it and put it into into public use like you're not supposed to. Yeah. Take, <laughs> take, the, take that, Subaru WRX. All right, we'll be yeah. we'll see you next week. Thanks, Mike. You're listening to our auto expert. You're listening to our auto expert. I can tell you right now, 17,000 people have downloaded our auto expert podcast and many more stream it. Join those happy listeners at iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, ourautoexpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you because I get letters about it all the time. You'll find it all at Our Auto Expert, and 2 million people get their automotive news daily from Our Auto Expert. Nine new stations coming online, Automatic Andy. That means nine divided by 2 million. That means we're going to get an average increase of like five people. <laughs> nine divided by 2 million? 50, I think. Math I isn't your strong point, is it? I mean 5,000. Right. Maybe uh, No, 50. That's the wrong. That's the wrong. I made it to the right, not the left. 500,000 people is what I meant. Yeah, I'm confused, and I math is my strong point. 500,000. Million. Final dot. answer. Yeah. Sorry, you don't get the uh, the grand prize. Um, do you really know how to do a top five? Mm. <laughs> Since math isn't your strong point. <laughs> no, my top five is usually like a top seven or a six and a half. Top six and a half? Mm-hmm. All right. So guess what? Tell me. Um, I got to review and sit all up in the 2022 Toyota Tacoma SR5 trim. SR5? Specifically, because there's like 17 trims. <laughs> Is there really 17? Minus 10. Minus uh, 7 trims. There's 7. All right. So you have uh, given it your best shot. So I just, I really feel gypped because they have a trail edition. And that one, they really missed an opportunity to be super cool with, like, the trail edition could have came with a bag of trail mix. Get it? But also, no, now hear me out on you this. You didn't, did you? He, you just, equated food, free food to buying a new car? Okay. Yeah, what if what if you got an exclusive, you know how the M&Ms, you can get your initials on them? What if you got, what if you got your initials on a bag of trail mix in the trail edition? Well, Nick. hang on a second. Why, when you buy a Dodge Charger, don't you get a free donut with it? Because they do donuts. That's a great idea. <laughs> Dodge, if you're listening, holler at your boy. I think you're like, onto something here. Yeah. God help me. Do you me. know how much more... Okay, I'm just... I, that's a whole sandbox that I'm going to get out of. So, you should get trail mix, but... Now, hear this out. You know how in the Rolls Royce, you get the umbrella in the door? Well, what do you do when you trail run or walk? You have a stick. So what if they had a trail stick in the trail door? Trail run a walk. Yeah, Nick, I don't know the healthy stuff. I just know when you're outside, <laughs> most people have a stick to help walk around. So the stick... Trail run a walk. Yeah. You, you mean know. try it when you when you hike? Okay. Yeah. Tr- strategically walk. walking. Is what I, like <laughs> I just, I feel like, you know... In the, Can in I just the, go home, please? In the Rolls Royce, they have the umbrella, yeah. Ella, and Ella. then, and then <laughs> but Ella. in the in the trail one... There's a stick that comes out. There's a missed opportunity. You should. Toyota. So in the trail edition, but the whole point is you drive the trails in the trail edition. Why would you need to get oh, out and walk? You right. could have a toe strap 
in the door so you could tow the people in who had lesser vehicles. See? Just saying. Or your obese friends like me. <laughs> Just help me out. You could tow you out of yeah, the trail. The last half mile's a killer. Help me out. <laughs> the oh. first half mile's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I can do anything for thirty seconds. I just I, I feel like that's a missed opportunity. So Toyota, well, that, see again, me. there's another missed opportunity here. A plate of spaghetti you could do for more than thirty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. I could uh, for a lot more. Um, but okay, fine. So they're not. You're not going to get a Rolls Royce Trail Stick from the Trail Edition, <laughs> but it's there, and we can still talk about right. it. Okay. So the Tacoma, it was really fun to drive. It was a good first real experience with a truck for me because we've had trucks. There's been trucks around, but I haven't commandeered and been the captain of a truck truck yet. Yeah. So this was my first one. I appreciated going back to the beginning and driving yeah. because this sacrifices a lot of like, at least in my opinion, a lot of modern things. I mean, it does have like the standard tech and all that stuff. There is some standard amenities, but... I've been used to like more modern things, more ambient lighting, more the car opens up when you walk next to it. I actually felt like a dork because I stood in front of the Tacoma for like 30 seconds. Like, why aren't you opening up? <laughs> oh, there's an actual key. Let me open this up now. You're not even a zillennial. I'm not, man. I'm old. And I'm, I'm, I have this all like, I just, I sat, I felt like a dork because I was waiting for the beep beep and there wasn't a beep beep. You had a need, you have a need to be pleased. I, I do. And that's, has, I do. And that involves ambient lighting. Um, so it sacrifices some of the stuff, but it's exactly what you'd expect and what you'd want out of a truck that is an extension of you who is like a hard construction worker, laborer, manual laborer, someone who uses their hands. That's what you would want. Or even cooler, it's ideal for off-roading, even in the concrete jungle, despite it being a primitive cousin comparatively to the others in its class. So, could I just ask, a, maybe because I'm stupid, a dumb question? Yeah, if you're asking me a dumb question, be prepared for a, dumb for answer? a smart answer. Okay. What is off-roading in the urban jungle? Uh, that means you're avoiding potholes, syringes, uh, random random socialites uh, that w sometimes walk through the street. Random socialites. Without, that don't, aren't I'd privy like to. I'd like to avoid every living object that would right. be awesome it's the it, there, it's covet out there it's it's a jungle okay so you can maneuver through that okay um even though it's not you know there's some things that it doesn't have what it does have is a work ethic and that's a lot to be said okay so it's highly configurable which i liked lots of customizing plugging in moving over and shimmying off okay a lot of things you can shimmy yeah there's four-way power adjustable driver seats you get 10 adjustable on the v6 which is worth it because on average that's an extra 1200 different ways to position your butt okay so that's huge average there is a tire pressure monitor system that indicates each individual tire so if there's a trouble with the left passenger or the left driver there can only be one left then you'll know exactly what tire and where so that's thankful yeah because sometimes i can't see stuff yeah um at its brawniest and biggest, the Tacoma can, so all the available add-ons, you can tow up to 6,800 pounds. Nice. Which is exactly, on point, 20 of me. <laughs> so 6,800 pounds or 20 me. Okay. The, I did the math. The, really? The, yeah, no, it adds up. It's on the dot. Like, there's not even a point one. There's 20. 
Wow. Uh, the utilitarian layout and materials are almost refreshing in a world of tech. You know everybody's got their phone out right now. Yeah. And they've got the calculator <laughs> open. <laughs> um, and they've got the calculator and they're doing, um, so they're hitting clear and they're doing 6,800 divided by 20. Holy cow. Yeah. I oh. told you, on the dot. Dude. There's no remainders. Yeah. There's, you don't no, even have to wrong. divide by nothing. You're wrong. Anthony, that's wrong. Put a 40 after that, and then you got it right. Yeah, see? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I that's about right. I, yeah, I'm all messed up. Yeah. <laughs> so there isn't, there isn't like a whole lot going on on the inside, which is fine, but it's just it's a true off, off-roading workhorse, Nick. I would buy this because you got to get stuff done. If you are if you wake up in the morning and like, I got to get something done today, the Tacoma is what you're going for. Have like you this. ever been towed by a Tacoma? No, but a Toyota can tow me 20 times. No, but have you ever been towed by one? Mm-mm. All right. No. I've had to been towed once, but AAA helped. Okay. I didn't have to do it. Okay. The double cab is super fun. Yeah. It adds to the size, which which would have been a little bit of an issue otherwise because you would have been cramped. But now it's roomy. So good job, Toyota. Yeah, nice. Um, there is there is like a like a, a technology in there with just enough. And it, there's a 7-inch there's a standard screen, an available 8-inch screen, and you can touch them. So you don't have to worry about... There's knobs too, which is I really like that part because sometimes I have to touch the knobs. I mean, it's a sensory thing, Nick. Because sometimes I want to touch something, sometimes I want to and roll it up, you know. Yeah. So I'm able to do that. Um, it does. It also finally added Apple CarPay, CarPlay, and CarPay, and CarPay, <laughs> and Android auto, auto compatibility, which should improve compatibility. It. Yeah, you have to fight between the two. <laughs> Which you have to if you have if there's an Apple, Apple in your car and an Android. You're just you're gonna have to figure it out through death. Yeah, you have to break a stick in half and throw okay. each one half of the stick and yeah. say figure it out. A walking stick. A walking stick from the Trail Edition. Nick, see full circle. Toyota. Auto Andy at rotaexpert.com. Let's talk. Um, so it should improve the user experience versus the previous infotainment system. Seconds. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of USB ports and yeah. wireless charging, which yeah. that was nice because yeah. I thought like this this car is just all all work no play, but it'll wireless wirelessly charge your phone. Yeah. And then, in my opinion, arguably the coolest part of the car was the exclusive color lunar rock. You like that? Because it, Nick, I really like space and astrology, and anything lunar is so much fun, and it's lunar rock, huh. and the color looks like a rock. Yeah. But funner. Funner. A fun rock. A funner rocker, 6,800 pound, 20 times auto Andy Toa. Yeah, you can do it. That's the Toyota Coma, everybody. Oh. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, I did it. All right, Anthony, you should probably take a commercial break. We need a rest. <laughs> You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. A locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. But as a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles. Uh, so the last uh, week or so, I spent uh, having a really good time in, um, started off in South Carolina. And uh, we started at the BMW factory in Spartanburg. 
And that's where they make most of the X vehicles for BMW. Um, they are the largest luxury exporter out of the United States. Um, it's also one of the cleanest places I've ever been in my life, period. Um, and it's very automated and it's very cool. Um, there were some things we saw we were allowed to talk about, some things we may not be allowed to talk about. Uh, but it was very cool to see uh, factories are one of those things that a lot of people don't particularly get thrilled at. But I'm very thrilled because uh, factories are the sort of things where um, you can't make a mistake. I mean, they don't allow you to make a mistake either. Um, everything's timed. And we need even watching people put things like headliners in cars, which are the portion that goes uh, in inside the roof. Uh, everybody, there's three people that, that put them in the X vehicles from BMW and, and it's like a ballet almost. Everybody knows their position. They come in through the trunk or the, uh, the tail, the lift gate, which is not on the car, obviously, when they put it in. And everybody moves in sort of a coordinated ballet together. Uh, the three guys move it in and then they all clip it into place. I mean, it's just so incredible watching it and trying to guess what vehicles are as they come down the line just by the silhouette of the body from start to finish so it's uh, and it's all automated it's uh, it's actually very cool to watch it and then we drove uh, classic M vehicles all the way down to Amelia Island uh, because this year BMW are celebrating 50 years of M M is their motorsport division and and joining us on the phone is Jay Hansen from BMW and Jay you were along for the whole trip um, it was a pretty amazing week. I had a good time. Uh, I hope I wasn't too much trouble for you. No more than usual. No, <laughs> you behaved yourself quite well. <laughs> well, that's that's better than most people report. Um, so 50 years of M, and my first question to you is that obviously most people are familiar with uh, BMW's M division, but it's MGMBH. And so most people don't know what the GMBH stands for. Yeah, it's basically just identifying that as a company owned by another company. So it's not publicly traded, but it's a it's a company unto itself, but it's run by us. Right. Um, and M, of course, sort of stands for motorsports, and it's it's the sporty version of the BMWs, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, BMW M was uh, created back in 1972, basically uh, as a company in support of our racing efforts uh, around the world. Um, but uh, the man who ran the company at the time had Porsche in his sights on the track, and he really didn't want to let them to continue to win and win and win when there were BMWs on the track, and we couldn't figure out what to do about it. Right. So he... He uh, devised a plan to build basically a purpose-built race car to go after Porsche on the track. But in order to race the car, he had to build 500 units that could be driven on the streets. And that became the project that eventually turned into the M1 road car. Unfortunately, uh, there were some difficulties in getting the M1 produced. Uh, there were quite a lot of delays. And uh, eventually, the division of racing for which that car was created went away. <laughs> right. Um, so we, we couldn't compete and go after Porsche as we intended to. But nevertheless, uh, the upshot is uh, we had the M1 road car, which did eventually go racing. But uh, the M1 road car, of course, is, is quite legendary if you're a fan of the BMW and the M brand. 
Yeah, there's some cool things about that car. I mean, they call it the Genesis car, right? They did first, the beginning of the M brand. And we saw that at Amelia Island where we ended up. Uh, you had one on the on the stand. I, I think, I mean, there's many stories that go around it, but one of the things I, I'm delighted to, to see on it, it had two BMW badges on the back. And and, and the, the legend goes that's because BMW didn't want people to forget that it was a BMW. So they put two badges on the back to make sure everybody recognized what it was. Yeah, precisely, precisely. Um, certainly the styling of that car, which was done by uh, Giorgetto Giugiaro at Italian Design in Italy, uh, didn't identify it as a BMW in quite the way that uh, the other cars did. You know, we were, we were quite well-known for building relatively small and fairly upright coupes and sedans at the time. So coming out with a, a two-seat mid-engine sports car that just barely comes up to your waist, uh, we needed to reinforce the brand image, I think, a little bit so that people knew that it was a BMW when it was coming up behind them or more often than not disappearing away from them. Right. Uh, the interesting thing for me about, you know, even though it's 50 years, we were driving some vehicles that were not that old. I mean, 2012, the the Lime Rock um, M3 that I spent a lot of time in this weekend or the last weekend, um, that was uh, a you know fairly new vehicle, just 10 years old, yet has increased in value substantially and is a highly sought after M car. It really is. It really is. Uh, that generation of M3. Uh, is quite sought after, whether it's a Lime Rock edition or not. But the Lime Rock itself is is quite special. It was uh, built on the competition version of that car. Uh, so some suspension tweaking, some little bit different interior uh, uh, fitments and such, and uh, further enhanced by a uh, motorsport exhaust. And, of course, it's identifiable probably most readily by the rather luminescent fire orange paint uh, that was originally intended to be used only on the Europe-only M3 GTS, but as we weren't going to get that car, uh, we came up with uh, this special version on our own and uh, decided that was the color that should, uh, should grace it. Astonishingly, uh, that vehicle is made with parts which were pretty much available just through aftermarket uh, rather than specialty parts um, that were just done at the factory. Um, and it sold, I think, for around $77,000 brand new uh, in the United States. Uh, recently, an auction, uh, I think one fetched $97,000, and that is about the price of a 2022 M4 in the same orange, or a similar yeah. same orange, um, which is quite incredible to think that a vehicle 10 years old is fetching the price of a similar vehicle brand new. Yeah, and it goes back further than that. Um, you can go all the way back, if you recall, we had a 1988 BMW M5 on that tour, Yeah, uh, which was really the first car that was built by BMW M that had no intention of going racing. So it was designed exclusively for use on the road. Uh, it wasn't a great sales success at the time. It was quite an expensive car back then. Uh, I think it went for around $50,000 or $46,000 when it was brand new in 1988. Uh, all the cars were black. You could not pick and choose what color exterior or interior you want. You could really only choose whether or not you wanted heated seats. Um, 
and now those cars are fetching easily uh, in that $90,000 range for, for good examples. So it's interesting that it always seems to be the, the cars that maybe don't do very well when they're on the showroom floor suddenly become the thing to have 10, 15, 20 years later on uh, if it comes from a brand like BMW M. It's interesting, too, that you had a lineup of old cars um, from history and a, a lineup of new cars. And journalists, of course, rushed to, you know, the millionth car uh, that came out of Spartanburg, the Z, you know, the Z1, uh, the Z4 and, and things like that. Um, they're running for those vehicles um, that they, you know, have sort of amazing historic value. And I'm going for things like the Lime Rock and and those vehicles that are sort of strange and oddities in a sense, too, that have an amazing sort of niche piece of history but the truth is every m car in bmw has an amazing piece of history doesn't it because they're not um m cars just aren't every day they're a small percentage of what bmw makes yeah they really are uh they appeal to a very specialist kind of enthusiast um they're, 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 when the when we started building cars predominantly for use on the road rather than on the track all, it, the cars were born of everything that we had learned on the track, and they brought that technology off of the track and put it onto the road. Right. So these engines tended to be, obviously they were very powerful, but the way that they delivered their power, you really had to drive the car with some degree of anger <laughs> to get the most out of it. Right. Uh, you, have to, you have to rev the engine, you have to stomp on the brakes uh, most of the time, uh, it's, it's not true anymore, but most of the time back then, they only right. came with manual gearboxes. So, uh, you know, they had to be skilled at that to be able to, again, really get a lot out of the car. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it definitely appeals to a specific kind of driver who wants to be involved in the process and, and doesn't mind kind of, in, you know, driving with a bit of force if it means a very satisfactory driving experience. There is so much history in the last uh, 50 years. I'm sure this isn't the last time we're going to visit it, Jay. Um, I probably could talk to you for several hours about it. And it's just, I mean, already I was in love with uh, the BMW brand and especially the M cars. The official celebration is the 24th of May, uh, but it's already begun and it'll be in full swing. Um, we will revisit this and talk much more about those 50 years and probably tell some of the stories behind the Genesis car and talk about some of the stories of what's to come in that chapter, including the XM, which will uh, be made in the United States, the new cars that are coming, the new M2, uh, some of the new M vehicles on the electric side where uh, M meets uh, meets iX and uh, i4 and also some of the new M vehicles to come this year. Um, I'm not going to let you escape, Jay. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that you uh, you're on the show as well. Jay Hansen is from BMW. Uh, we'll be celebrating M in video and television over the next year. This is our auto expert. There is more to come. You're listening to our auto expert. Our Auto Expert podcast available 24-7 on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Perhaps your next ride is a 
great, big, amazing, one of my favorite, SUV. Because uh, one of my favorites just happens to be the Ford Expedition. And there is a new Timberline version. Uh, I will tell you that uh, if I was going to buy a big uh, SUV, I would be buying the Expedition. And a Devon uh, McParlin is here. She is going to tell us about the new Timberline version of the Expedition. So, uh, Devon, you bet you didn't know when you were coming on the show that the Expedition was my favorite large SUV, did you? I did not, but I'm super excited to hear that. Uh, when I look at them, uh, I like the Navigator too, which is also uh, another Ford family member. But I have five dogs, and uh, Angie, the head of the PR department at Ford, is like, "Why didn't you? Why didn't you get a Navigator?" And I was always like, "Yeah, you want to put five dogs in a Navigator after they've been running around the wood in the woods in the mud? No, thank you. <laughs> Expedition is more my style uh, to something you can clean out fairly easily afterwards. But now you have uh, a fairly swanky version uh, in the." Timberline version, right? We do. Yes. Yeah, we're we're really excited to be launching the Timberline. Um, it's actually on the Explorer as well. Um, but the Expedition Timberline kind of takes that capability to the next level. The the exterior a super differentiated from the rest of the lineup, very rugged looking. Um, it's got that unique black grille. Uh, black wheels, some amber, amber red accents, Timberline badging, um, a lot of just really unique um, exterior finishes that make it really rugged and look as capable as it is off-road. Um, and there's a lot of capability embedded in the vehicle that would that would probably surprise a lot of people. It can do more than what you might think um, just from your, your knowledge of a typical expedition, but uh, unique suspension, off-road shocks, um, there's features uh, like that are on the Bronco, like trail control, um, which helps you basically cruise control, but for off-road driving. Um, and just like the rest of the, um, the expeditions that we're launching right now, the technology in the vehicle is really impressive, and, and Timberline is no exception to that. So you can upgrade to the 15-inch portrait screen um, that has Think 4A. Um, just lots of really awesome features that I know the customer will love. Definitely, if you're an outdoorsy person, uh, this is the vehicle. I do tell, I will tell you that I like some of the uh, little accents that are on the vehicle, especially that little red line around the bottom of the lower bumper. Yes, yeah, that that looks really great, and then it complements the the red tow hooks as well. Yeah, um, and then it um, the Timberline badge also has that same color. Um, embedded within the badge, so it looks really nice. Now, I presume those tow hooks are so you can get the competition out of the mud, right? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I always say that as you put tow hooks on there so you know where to hook the tow rope to get the competition out of the mud. The zone lighting, the zone lighting as well is, uh, is a nice little sort of added extra. So you can sort of light areas around the vehicle. I always find that's very difficult when you walk up or you're doing something at the campsite and it's all sort of dark. And then to be able to light around the vehicle when you're even looking for something like keys or you're trying to get a carabiner hooked into something, to be able to light an area around the outside of the vehicle so you can actually see what you're doing at the side of the vehicle is kind of cool right yeah that's exactly uh what it's intended for and you can control the different lighting zones in the sync screen you know so if you want to if you want to put just the lights on in the back if you're doing something back or setting up 
um, setting up your campsite behind the vehicle, you can put all the lights on there and really control where you want the light emphasized, which I, I think is an awesome feature for exactly the, the use case that you're describing. And this is a fairly large vehicle. I mean, well, I might say fairly large. I mean, it's the largest SUV you make in, in the uh, Ford lineup. And what goes fast has to stop fast as well. And you've uh, actually equipped it fairly uh, adequately or more than adequately with the uh, ABS brakes. Yep, that's right. That's right. And it's also got, uh, just in terms of power, um, we've got best-in-class power um, with the high-output engine um, that's on this vehicle as well. So it's it's even improved over and above the, um, you know, the, the base engine that we have. It is the 3.5 liter, but it's got 440 horsepower. So it's a really, really nice complement of capability and power. That helps, of course, when you're uh, traversing those uh, gravel roads or those rocky roads up to the uh, the campsite. One thing I uh, always feel bad about is, you know, with five dogs in the back there, uh, tr- sort of traversing those rocks or gravelly roads. But you sort of thought about that with that suspension as well and upgrading that. Yeah, we definitely have. You know, this is really all about uh, for the customer to get to that, uh, just to get to that adventure destination. Um, you know, the adventure isn't necessarily the, the trail, um, but they're, they're not limited by where they're going. So if they're going to a more remote campsite, maybe doing some rock climbing or kayaking, hiking, you name it, um, they're not going to be nervous about having a vehicle to get them there. This is definitely going to get them to where they want to go. There is nothing I don't love about this uh, new Expedition Trail, uh, the Timberline uh, version. I am um, pretty much in love for 2022. Let me uh, let me find out how much am we uh, talking about here? How much am I going to have to, uh, or what am I going to have to sell to go buy one? Um, it's going to start at 69. Oh. So that that's where we're starting. There's actually two versions of the the Timberline, and it's it's different on the interior. So you can start off with the, the base Timberline, and it has a, a cloth with ActiveX um, outboard trim. Um, but then there's also you can step up, and it's got a little bit more technology, a um, little bit more content to a, a fully leather interior. That's a really nice-looking interior. Um, so it ranges a little bit, but you can start at 69. Excellent. Uh, I usually prefer the leather interior. It's easier to wipe down when you have... Uh when you have a lot of muddy pores like I do in my family. So uh, definitely, this is uh, this has definitely been food for thought for me, um, having to think about this and uh, making sure that I have uh, all these muddy pores taken care of in the future. The uh, new uh, Timberline uh, from, uh, from Ford with this uh, expedition and now the Explorer as well uh, in your showroom of the future. We will have more Our Auto Expert on the way if you want to hear this interview and some of the other interviews we've done with Ford. You can go to OurAutoExpert.com and of course you can see some of the videos that we have on the website as well, as well as the podcasts and articles about the brand new vehicles that are on sale right now. Our Auto Expert continues. Stand by. Here we go. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Over 70,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and stream it. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio app, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. Join those happy listeners. Uh, Two million people get their automotive news via Our Auto Expert. In the studio is Automatic Andy, uh, Air Filter Anthony, 
and uh, Oscar, our new intern, we haven't come up with a name yet for Oscar. He's a little nervous. We're trying to make him feel really uncomfortable because that's how we do it. So you're, tr- you're trying to think of a name for him? It's an O, so maybe we can use the oxygen sensor for him. Oxygen, oxygen sensor, sensor Oscar. Oscar. That's, Ooh, that's a mouthful. Say. That's a lot, but it sounds really good. <laughs> Especially when you say it. He's like he's melting right now. He wants to slide under the desk and yeah. pretend he does not hear. <laughs> oxygen sensor Oscar. It's too much. That is a lot. Octane Oscar. Oh, that's a good one. But he's really, really quiet and shy. So Octane may be there. What about? Thing. Well, that's a good. That's a good contrast, though. But what about what about automatic window, Oscar? Oh, that's way too much. Automatic sunroof, ambient no. lighting, what's, Oscar. What's really quiet in a car and doesn't do much? An electric car is the non-existent. <laughs> electric car, Oscar. Electric Oscar. Electric Oscar. Yes. <laughs> Mm, I'll come up with something. You will. I got some. Yeah, maybe All like right. Axelrod. Oscar. <laughs> Axelrod Oscar. That's a good one. Axel Oscar, because they do nothing in cars. <laughs> Poor guy, who's making him suffer. Hey, guess what? We're going to uh, talk about electric, but definitely something that does something and in a big way. Uh, have you heard of this uh, thing called the Hummer EV? <laughs> I'm being facetious now. <laughs> No, Nick, I haven't heard of it. You haven't heard about it? No. Uh, GMC have a new Hummer EV. You might have noticed that it just happens to be nominating the news over the last two years or so. Uh, yeah, the Hummer EV is uh, here. It uh, comes in both a truck version and an SUV version. I wonder if it's, do we call it different things? No, I think it's still just the Hummer EV. Do we call it the Hummer truck EV? You know who we could ask? We could ask uh, Michael Farah at, uh, at GMC. Michael, do we call it different things? Do we call it the Hummer truck EV and the Hummer SUV EV? How do we denote the difference between the two different Hummers? Hey, Nathan team, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, just the GMC Hummer EV pickup and GMC Hummer EV SUV, a really exciting lineup that we've uh, we've got. And as you mentioned, for the last two years, a uh, huge excitement in the in the media as well as uh, for us here at GMC, a fun electrifying time, I guess you could say. Yeah, and do you, do you regret? creating such a monster because now everybody's like where's my hammer i want a hammer like it it's so dominating everybody's talking about the the crawl the sideways crawl the what's to freedom the infinity roof the super cruise how do they get one um mm-hmm. yeah everything is i went to amelia island and at the entrance to the uh, concord there at amelia island there was a the new hummer and people couldn't get into the concord because everyone was stopped at the entrance to look at the new hummer so there was a bottleneck and security like come on you guys you've got to go in and they're like no we want to look at the new hummer uh it was you know it's just dominating the news cycle definitely as far as electric is concerned I think so, and it definitely turns heads, right? It's got uh, just a, a, a great presence. you got that awesome li- uh, signature lighting grill that denotes Hummer EV with the GMC on the grill up there. I had the privilege to drive one uh, for just about 12 hours uh, earlier this week, and everywhere I went here around Michigan, people were turning heads, giving me a thumbs up, taking pictures. I mean, it's, it's really exciting time for, for GMC and for the Hummer EV for us to bring this out. Uh, as you mentioned, the excitement is super, super high. Uh, both Edition 1 pickup and SUV sold out within 10 minutes of us revealing those. So October of 2020 for the pickup, 
2021 for the SUV, 10 minutes, fully reserved online, and people are clamoring, asking, emailing every day, how do I get my hands on one? Right. So, you know, gmc.com slash Hummer EV for reservations. They can be added to the wait list. But, yeah, just, I mean, with what like you said there, Nick, with the crab walk, being able to, you know, navigate sideways while you're off-road, uh, loss of freedom, 0 to 60 in approximately three seconds. I mean, truly the world's first and the industry first super truck is what we call it. So great, fun, unique features that I think are exciting the industry as well as our customers. Yeah. And, and now what is the wait? I mean, if I go reserve one, um, I guess you're doing as fast as you can getting them out or getting them ready to, to sell. Some customers have already taken delivery. I think last year, the first one went out before uh, before 2022. The first one went out at the end of 2021. But you probably can't build factories and lines fast enough to, to get these out. There's such a demand, right? Yeah, totally. As you mentioned, yeah, we sent our first one, VIN 1, uh, in December of 21, which is an exciting time for our, our team at Factory Zero Assembly in Detroit, Hansonic. And we are building and shipping every single day. The team is excited. They're ramping up production. Every single one that's leaving the plant, the moment it gets on the truck to get to our dealers and to the customers, we're uh, processing deliveries now. And uh, we, as you said, can't, can't build them fast enough. The people are excited every time a, a new customer takes delivery. They're, they're posting on their social channels. We see the forums, yeah. people taking pictures. The excitement is just so high. And people are just excited about this truck. I think it, it shows what EVs can do. And it's not just any old, uh, another you know, battery in a vehicle. This excites people about what the capability and the performance of what EVs can do. So let's talk about that. You have the uh, Ultium battery, and uh, th- this is sort of something different than anybody else is doing. So let's talk about the Ultium battery. How is it different? Uh, Ultium battery is going to be the it's the it's going to underpin the future for the next hundred plus years, hopefully at, at General Motors, and uh, is our. Uh, our, our vision for a zero, zero, zero future, you know, zero crashes, zero emissions, uh, and zero congestion with an all-electric future. And the Altium platform uh, enables that with unique batteries. We uh, have a pouch-style cell compared to some of the cylindrical cells out there in the, uh, in the marketplace, something that we've been working on for, for many years, and as well as the Altium drive units. That is a, an encompassing platform that can underpin an awesome super truck like the GMC Hummer EV, as well as a, a bevy of electric vehicles coming from uh, General Motors over the next few years. So it's 800-volt uh, DC fast charging on the public chargers, 100 miles in like 10 minutes, which is mo- more than most people use in like five days, the average trip being about 20 miles for, for most people. Um, and then 350-mile range on this vehicle, somewhere between 300 350. Of course, it differs depending on your driving style and where you live in the country, depending on what ambient temperature you have. Um, and I've noticed that because I have an electric vehicle, um, and if it's cold out, you don't get as much range as you do when it's sort of 70 degrees versus 40 degrees. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then that, you know, that 100 miles in 10 minutes, I mean, that's perfect. And then if you leave it on your charger at home overnight, uh, you probably get about the same or if a much better charge, depending on what kind of charger you have as well, right? Totally, yeah, and that and that we are only one of the only vehicles actually on the market that are fully capable of that 350 kilowatt, 800 volt DC fast charging, which gets you about 100 miles and just a little bit north of, of about 10 to 12 minutes in that range there. But you can drive, you know, go out to the to the trailhead, go off roading all day, drive around the city, you know, stop by if you're taking a cross country road trip, plug into those full 350 kilowatt DC fast chargers, get yourself juiced up, and keep going down the road. And yeah, for our customers, all Edition One customers, we're actually um, 
also a compl- we're giving them a complimentary level two charger that they can then install in their home, which instead of plugging in, you know, to a 110 volt outlet, you can plug into that 220 level two charging, right. which plug it in at night when you get home as you would your cell phone or anything else, charge it up overnight, be ready to go in the morning. And that, now the crab walk, is that on every vehicle or is that sort of an upgrade? Uh, because that's one of the things that really captured America's imagination. Oh, totally. I mean, something so cool, you would never think you'd want to drive sideways. And it's more than just a party trick, as our engineers uh, uh, tell me that, you know, when you're out on the off-road courses or you're rock crawling or there's an obstacle in your way, you can enable that crab walk where we say the the wheels turn in phase, so with each other, up to about 10 degrees, enabling you to almost drive sideways, which is incredible just to see and the sensation that you'll feel in a couple weeks. It's just, it's bizarre and so cool. And that's enabled by our four-wheel steer system. Uh, all four wheels, you can turn that on, turn that off, enable crab walk. Uh, that'll be available on, I believe, our EV2X and up uh, trims for the Hummer EV. And just a cool, unique, fun feature. I, I was demoing it to some some folks here this week, and just absolutely one of their favorite features, one of the coolest things. And again, builds that excitement of what EVs can do, what this electric platform and the Altium platform can provide for GM vehicles. And this is just the beginning, right? You're getting into racing with this vehicle as well. Yeah, we have a with uh, Chip Ganassi Racing and the uh, Extreme E uh, Racing Series that's been going around the world. This is our second year with Chip Ganassi. Very exciting uh, to see their uh, their team continue to grow and the excitement around EV racing around the world continue to going off into you know far off deserts and places like that where you wouldn't traditionally think of electric vehicles going. And we're going out there, and our team is uh, excited to get uh, season two underway. I spent the weekend with Chip uh, last weekend in Florida, and he's uh, he's a pretty amazing guy. He was absolutely uh, thrilled to be uh, racing with a vehicle. Um, he's pretty excited, and I think um, you know, on in discussions and listening to him talk about uh, what he's expecting uh, out of this vehicle uh, was thrilling. Um, he he mentions that this isn't just about power. This is about uh, a whole new game. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited to see uh, what happens in that race series. Um, I've never been like a huge race fan until now. I will tell you this sort of turning me into a race fan uh, to see a, a electrified racing just because it's such a different game. And how do you do charging and how do you do do you do battery swaps and how does it work it sort of makes it more video game-esque which is definitely in my uh, in my ballpark as well i'm starting to think you know the rules have changed of racing right it's not about noise it's not about you know it's about math and it's about calculating um how do you power up these vehicles so i am super my i'm super excited to uh, join you in uh, arizona and i'm super excited to test this vehicle out and uh I think I've uh, my my TV viewers in LA and New York and and everywhere around the country have already been emailing me uh, questions that they want to know about this vehicle. So uh, we're going to satisfy them with uh, with all of this and uh, hopefully answer some questions. But uh, if you have more questions, the GMC.com has everything. And uh, Michael, I'll have plenty of those when I see you in a couple of weeks. So we'll look forward to it. Thanks for joining us on Our Auto Expert. There'll be more of our show on the way. Stand by. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. This is our auto expert. You'll find us on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at our auto expert. If you direct messages, Automatic Andy will answer your question. Two million Americans get their news from our auto expert daily. 
All right, so this is the point of the show where the person with more brains than everybody in this room put together comes on the show, Anton Wallman, independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff at The Street and Seeking Alpha. So, Anton, the war in Ukraine means that there's a parts shortage, especially in Europe, uh, that those parts uh, built in Ukraine, especially things like wiring harnesses, uh, they're exported into Germany, uh, Hungary, Austria and Poland, uh, Czechoslovakia, and of course... The the old Czechoslovakia and uh, Slovakia. Um, now, BMW, I know they get a lot of their wiring harnesses from the, the Ukraine. So, part shortage, what does that mean? Well, Nick, when you uh, stare down into the uh, dark abyss and you see it being all black, and then you say, you know what, it's dark, it's right before dawn, and then it just keeps getting blacker and blacker and blacker. That's where we are, Nick. So, adding insult to injury to all the other semiconductor-centered parts, shortages from around the world and other work stoppages and labor problems. We now have this problem, which is a little bit more regionally impacting Europe specifically because the types of parts that really came from this area in and immediately around Ukraine were really focused almost exclusively on supplying the Western and Central European auto manufacturers. But the impact to them uh, will be material because, as you know, Nick, uh, if there's just one part missing, you typically don't move forward in making a car unless you can very quickly design around it. And these parts are uh, not easy or remotely possible even to design around. So this is going to create a huge problem for at a bare minimum, several more months to come, Nick. So if you're planning on buying a new automobile in uh, Central or Western Europe or uh, thereabouts in particular in the next uh, year or so, you'd better run out and uh, get in line or somehow figure it out because it's going to get a lot worse between now and the end of the year. However, those parts are uh, actually, you know, sent to most places by sea. So there is a little lead time, about three or four weeks. So they do get uh, some time to, to work out, maybe a couple of weeks more before they're going to have to uh, make a change or uh, get them from somewhere else. And hopefully there'll be some molding factories that they can send the designs to. And uh, there shouldn't be a huge lag if they can find someone else to make them, right? Yeah, well, in an ideal world, uh, that would be possible, but don't count on it actually working that way because just because that in a smoothly functioning world where there will be somebody waiting at your beck and call in India, Brazil, pick any place around the world almost to make this stuff in Mexico or whatever or Southeast Asia, well, um, it, it's, it's sometimes, you know, even though they could make some of these things happen pretty quickly – all of these things have to uh, be made happy uh, very quickly. And in the meantime, with, with inventories being so low, there's already a long line of people waiting for this pipeline of two, three, four, five, six weeks ahead so that uh, this thing could come to a standstill before the people who have already ordered their new vehicles actually get them. So it may already be too late for a lot of people who are expecting uh, to think about and finalize their decisions on some of these vehicles for delivery at some point within the year. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one for a lot of those companies that were using the Ukraine. Uh, so 
Let's talk about what uh, car companies are going to do in Europe because uh, you've had some conversations with some European executives and things don't look good as far as cars uh, delivery and car uh, purchasing for the next uh, few months or so. Yeah, I just I mean, remember Europe, there was always some degree, even on the lower end of the market, of you custom making your car. I mean, you would order, you know, diligently your Volkswagen Golf on the Volkswagen website. You might even travel to the headquarters in, in Wolfsburg, Germany, and take delivery and drive this thing home, even if it were two, three, four hundred miles away. Um, uh, whereas in the U.S., anything but the more expensive and exotic cars, uh, you would just buy off the lot. Now, here in Europe, I mean, there is sort of like in the North in North America, there is nothing on the lot anymore. But the the waiting times are uh, quite fantastic. I mean, the average waiting times now are for at least uh, one of the largest manufacturers that I just talked to here in the last couple of days. Um, we're talking average is six months and rising. There are a couple of models in the lineup you can get within about two months if you're real lucky. By the way, those units happen to be made in the United Kingdom, of all places, whereas some other uh, ones, uh, you're talking over a full year. And those are lower-end models, Nick. These are not mid-size, mid-range vehicles. These are kind of near the economy range of the scale. You have to wait 15 months for some of them. So now we're looking at long wait times for vehicles in Europe. And we know that Europe is an indicator for how the United States goes. It tends to be a trickle-down economics in a sense to we look to Europe to see what will happen in the United States. But will this happen in the United States? Because obviously the war in Ukraine is a lot closer and they're affected a lot more by that. And laws are different in Europe. So do we think we're going to see worse things happening here? Well, no, I mean, the, the direction is the same. The direction is toward longer wait times, more shortages. Um, in this case, Europe is more extreme already, and they will remain more extreme. So the situations are not identical, but I think that you apply the same direction to both the North American and the European market. And uh, I think the trend is, you know, just because the absolute level is not and will not reach the same level, I think we can look at the direction of market as being more similar than not. All right, good news. The VW bus is back in the form of the VW Buzz. It was announced at South by Southwest. Um, uh, should we be excited or will we actually get it? Well, uh, I, I'm excited insofar as, look, it's a beautiful design, and this was much needed in the market, and at least they did it. Of course, this thing should have <laughs> it been out already, frankly. It would have been the way to do it. It should have been out a year ago, uh, and they would have captured this market in a far nicer way. But the Europeans will see deliveries no later in the third quarter of this year, possibly some already by the end of June or July. Uh, in North America, however, we will see the model that we are going to get in North America, Nick, uh, sometime in 2023. But deliveries will not happen until the clock has passed into calendar 2024. So it's going to be a ways away. And, of course, they're blaming this on all, you know, as usual, America needs a longer wheelbase version and so forth, all of which is partially true. But, you know, in a fair and just and sane world, certainly there would be demand in the United States also from a um, 
uh, from a shorter wheelbase version, the exact one that they showed here the other week, and which will be on sale and be, will be manufactured in Europe here starting this summer. All right. Well, we can only hope that uh, they, are they going to make this in uh, in Chattanooga? Well, you would think that one of the reasons, not the only reason, is that this would make perfect sense for them to add to their ID4 production in Chattanooga. There's a new battery facility from SK that is just a few miles away from there across the state line. Yeah. down south in Georgia that can supply both of these vehicles with uh, plenty of battery cells. So this will certainly make sense for this production to start in early 2024. And I certainly look forward to it. I just wish it were here much earlier because it's a beautiful product. And I think this will sell very, very well. Anton Wallman, independent analyst and investor. And more, you can find him at ourautoexpert.com. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response.